Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. We've just had two semi-finals of Wimbledon, and they've lasted about a couple of hours total. All a bit of a disappointment. However, we've got Mary Carilla, so who cares? <laughs> Hello, Mary. I think the whole the both semis were done in two hours and twelve minutes, something like that. Serena got off the court in under an hour. Looked great. We had a we had a shot of her uh, in the call of my match. A tight shot of her eyes. Very frightening. Predatory. <laughs> frightening. I've never. I haven't seen her this focused all year. Really? Yes. Yes. And what do you put that down to? Because we've we've had this a number of times now, her reaching Grand Slam finals, yes. and we've kind of assumed she'd end up winning them, Correct. and something's happened. Including me, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I remember being here a year ago when we were ahead of the, the Kerber final, and we all thought she would, wow. she would win. Yes. Oh, Catherine on, didn't? Ca- Objection. Here we go. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's not rewrite history. Well, certainly not to my detriment, <laughs> anyway. You called Kerber? <laughs> I think yeah. it did, yeah. Wow. On the record. Wow. She wasn't playing that well last year, Serena. No. She's playing so much better this year. I mean, there are similarities in that she's had a relatively easy run to the final, well, or if you saw it on paper. Two years in a row, the only top 30 player she's faced to get to the Wimbledon final is Julia Gerges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a bonkers sort of stat. I mean, how did, how did you come up with that? <laughs> <laughs> Where does she get this stuff from? Um, so... What has happened to Serena then? Because when she turned up here, and throughout the year, she's had this horrible knee problem. She's looked in a really bad way. Yeah. And we've we've actually had conversations on this podcast when we've said, is she actually going to make this record happen? Is she going to match it? Is she going to beat it? Now I think, well, I'm expecting her to do it and match it here. But she didn't look that good in the first round here. So what's happened? Now, I th- she's one of those players who can play their way into form, into shape. The tennis, you know, all the tennis playing actually helps her. And she said as much when she got off the court today. She said, I needed matches and now I've got them and I'm playing well. I'd be shocked if she doesn't win this one. But I also picked her to beat Naomi Osaka in last year's US Open final. So don't don't take my word for but it. But it is like that, isn't it, with her? If I mean, we've always said it's like John McEnroe and anybody. It's Serena Williams if she's on yes. her game she wins yes um, but I must say at the start of this tournament I probably wouldn't have necessarily said that because I just didn't think this was in her well, hang anymore. on you both persuaded me to pick Serena I know Williams I picked at the her. start of this tournament <laughs> I'm going to dig myself out of this I know I picked her to win the title okay. correctly um, but I but I also sort of I was uh, and I've, I'm going to again disprove my theory that I gave to Matt about why Roger Federer will win tomorrow against Rafael Nadal I, st- I told him I don't do hunches uh, but I had a hunch <laughs> that Serena, hunches. Serena Williams would win this title um, almost by law of averages so, wait, so you think two 37 year olds with five children between them are going to win oh. this year? yeah I do I do but, but I don't I didn't really do so you think I mean, Federer is going to beat Djokovic Nadal and Djokovic 
four in the same slam for the first time ever, aged 37. <laughs> yes, I think that's... Wow, yeah. David Law throws yeah. it down. All right, look, anyway, I, I think he's going to win not tomorrow. Not to discount the challenge of Roberto Bautista. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't forget <laughs> Robbie Batts. <laughs> yeah. Robbie Batts is the man. Robbie Batts is an upgrade on yesterday's uh, uh, rap nickname <laughs> that I came up with. But... Yeah, I I didn't feel like there was any logic to thinking that Serena Williams would really win here because it was Ash Barty who was playing so well. They were Correct. supposed to meet in the in the quarters. So, Correct. have you seen a difference as she's gone along? Yeah, I think so. I thought Serena played very well today, and she robbed Streets of any time to create variety. You know, Streets has got a lot of shots. I really like her a lot. I like watching her play and compete, but. You have to have time to play the game that she plays, and, and Serena didn't give her any of it. Just took up all the oxygen on center court. I mean, Serena's very first press conference at this tournament, when she was in such a good mood, sort of poking fun at the possibility of that's what Mary and Serena. Me. That's what convinced me that she's in a much better place than she yeah, had been in mean. Paris. Yeah. Yeah. But she kept saying that she was better and her knee was better. But today was the first time I saw her and thought she is moving properly again. Correct. Like, she she's, was all she's over the Andy court Murray. today. She's jettisoned him. <laughs> <laughs> Will there be an assist to Andy Murray if she does win 24 on Saturday? Yeah, I'd, yeah. Say, I'd say there is, isn't there? It's certainly to the mixed doubles. He, he and he's stood there and watched well. her play herself into form. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think that's court. true. And, and look, when Serena was winning her majors in singles, she was also winning a lot of them in doubles with of her course. sister. And that was great practice and great fun. It relaxed her. It made her feel better about being at, at a tournament for two weeks. So, yeah, I buy into that. Let's face it, the storylines at this year's Wimbledon have been a lot better than a lot of the tennis, yeah. right? I mean, for me, there have been a couple of really interesting matches, not as many as I would have liked, but the actual stories, Coco dominating the first week, Serena and Andy playing together in mix, now Serena going after 24 majors. And the stories, have you seen a lot of great tennis matches here? I haven't. No. I mean, Kyrgios Nadal Kyrgios was... Nadal stands out. That, that has to stand out. Dan Evans obviously Kyrgios stands Nadal, out. Kyrgios Nadal, Barty, Risk. Mm. Da- Dan Evans definitely Dan Evans does. Um, but No, I mean, I know yeah. what you mean. We'll, we'll go away from this tournament thinking of it as this vintage tournament because there were these right. storylines that you can cling to. Right. But, but there aren't... I mean, I talked to earlier about Svitolina Halep as a match of the year in Doha, and yet today's was just the dampest of damp squibs. It was yeah. it was good for twenty minutes. Two love after twenty minutes. Two really competitive games, yeah. and then what happens to Svitolina oh, on boy. the big stage? Oh boy, that was. Well, she, rough. she looked exhausted today, but yeah, I, I, I mean she's super fit, isn't she? I can't she believe looks thin that. to me. It, I, people keep telling me she's fit. To me, she looks like she could eat a few more hoagies, <laughs> have a couple more beers <laughs> as I, could I do take, with a, one of those. take a swallow than, myself. Less than she used to be, though. Yeah. But but I th- I think the main problem is stress. When I look yeah. at her out there, I mean yes. we we've got the courtside commentary box, and you look at her, and even in yes. the second game, Halep was really grouchy out there today, and she was having a go at everybody, including everybody in her box. And all the way through the match, she looked on on the edge of her nerves. She got a ball abuse. Uh, yeah. yeah, but she was just on the morning. right side of her nerves. I do feel that if something untoward had happened, if things had started to go against her, she could have completely oh, gone. Oh, yeah, she was on the edge. But Svitolina, on the other hand, was totally inhibited. Yep. She looked as though she was just yeah. thinking too hard about it all, and she wasn't just letting her game happen. And, and I mean, she's a good player. She's way better than she showed today, and we've seen too much of this. Well, she's way better than she's ever really shown in a major. I mean, we've seen some big collapses from well, her. this is a breakthrough. And yet, and, and, yet, and yet it's a disappointing... Do you think she'll end. reflect upon it as a breakthrough, though, given what happened today? Is she, is she doing the proverbial so. taking the positives, or is she sobbing <laughs> into a towel? What do you do? What do you do? If, I mean, if you're her coach, what do you do about it? First, I demand a raise. <laughs> no, I mean, we watched her. I, I, did a, a, I was with Sue Barker uh, on the Beeb. Uh, while we she saw was that. warming we up, we were all, all celebrating. Oh, okay, um, and which was lovely. Uh, it was lovely, but I we didn't showed... hear it. I just saw it, so ah. I want to know what you said. I was magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> I just but crushed I just it. Can confirm. I, I assume crushed that. it. No, but we showed Svitolina warming up, and she was attacking the ball, and she was inside the baseline, and and I thought to myself, yeah, she's got to do that because she can't live on the baseline with Halep, and then she didn't do any of that at all. I mean, she's got to be extremely disappointed. She said in her press afterwards that after a match like this, she just wants to be alone. And wow. I don't blame her. 
I heard... Not good news for Jem's life, that, is it? No. No. <laughs> One half was there no, watching... No weird content coming out of Jem's life tonight. <laughs> no, sadly. Uh, and yet, a year and a half ago, I, I saw her face Halep and just totally take her apart in, in Rome. And she won three successive straight sets matches against her. And I heard from um, her coaching team that she believed that toe-to-toe she had the bigger game than Halep and she thought she could overpower her you know not not with massive strokes but that she was confident she likes the net more than Halep too I kept waiting for her to get to get herself there and and lo and behold that's what she did but today there was none of that today today it was Halep who was taking all the chances all the initiative and Svitolina became a scurrier and and I you don't win major matches Look, you got to, and you have to believe in your serves and I don't think Halep always does either but Svitolina you know they're much better returners than servers and that always makes me a little jumpy <laughs> like you just want, want, wonder if they're going to keep it close and, and hold and, and you know create tension in the beginning of a match and if that doesn't happen oh, are you alright? I just got stung on my lip oh no <laughs> what do we do? I don't know what do you do? Uh, ice Medical timeout. Hold uh, on. Let me ask these Oh, okay. Jesus Christ, that hurts. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. One, two, three, four, five. There were concerns over whether Catherine Whitaker would ever walk again. And um, I'm happy to say that having uh, found uh, a shed load of ice <laughs> and an additional beer to anaesthetise basically the entire region of Catherine's face, we, we are back. I'll tell you what, she is one plucky Brit. Yeah, that's right. She really is. She'd have gone to five sets and she'd have nearly won. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Are you okay? Uh, I'm okay. I'm, I'm glad I don't believe in divine signalling yes this is sort of the practical real life equivalent of what's happened to me on twitter over the past 48 hours <laughs> yes yes twitter <laughs> although the universe sent a plague of wasps yeah oh, and then some dogs <laughs> and then so yeah matt, matt, matt and david dispersed yeah. to seek ice david came back heroically first won the race with a small cup of ice Matt returned with a pint-sized cup of ice and uh, and two dogs in tow so who won? well you won because it was all about 
speed. speed. Yeah. I was asked. He said that'll be five quid. <laughs> I said, For no, no, it blooming won't. If, I said. If you need, I tell you, <laughs> we don't like her that much. <laughs> if you need somebody for speed, you go to David Law. Is what I said. And uh, it's the long levers. I have not moved that fast in at least twenty-five years. So let's. I tell you what. Let's try and take Catherine's mind about off it okay. by talking about Alina Svitolina's hopes for the future. No. Uh, no. I mean, well, like I am. I am wondering whether she will ever crack it. To be honest, at the, the very highest level, or if, or whether it is going to be a Simona Halep situation whereby she incrementally builds these blocks and then finally has enough there to to do what she wants to do. And, and Again, I, I really like it when people trust in their own serving. That to me is it's such a big deal. It's it's what has made so many great players great. And if Svitolina can develop that in a big way, at times her serving is really keen, and that's when she plays her best because it takes the pressure off of the rest of her you know I, th- I think if she does that if she can if she can work on that she'd be a, a more relaxed competitor right she looked, she just looked so high strung the whole time out there right yeah it was hard to watch yeah it was um, Samantha Hallett though Catherine is the one who let us know via the coach Daniel Dobre I Daniel think it Dobre is who, in, who, the, uh, the, in Paris I forgot all about it yeah <laughs> but yeah I mean, I ended up bringing that out on air on Match Point because she targeted Wimbledon, yeah. which really came as a surprise. But yeah. but a, a refreshing one and great. Yeah, and as I, I think I said on yesterday's podcast, at the time I speculated that maybe it was a um, a deflection tactic to take the pressure off her title defence at the French Open. Well, I mean, maybe it was in part, but equally also seems like they... They really meant business, which, given that she didn't, she didn't play a warm-up event, did she? She played Eastbourne. Oh, did she? Mm. Oh, lost, she didn't. She lost play, to Kerber, but she came he- heavily. Mm. She came here and practiced before going. To, she was yes. here yeah. two weeks before the start of the tournament. Um, Someone pick up that sentence while Just imagine doing a podcast after you've been to the dentist yeah. and had the local anaesthetic. That's what Catherine's dealing with right now. This is heroic beyond the call of duty, <laughs> it really and is. it is all for you. All right, you, you when listening. Mary right Mary Pierce um, twisted her ankle. Yes, like that. Yes, and, and attempted to limp on. Yes, wow. that's it, that, that's what I. It's yeah. it's all flooding back to me now. <laughs> yes. One of your lips is much larger than the other, and yet you bash on. Yeah, just I mean, Rudyard Kipling would be so proud. I am. Um, I couldn't be prouder. Yeah. Um, so, Serena Williams against Simona Halep in the final. Yeah. It's nine-one. Yeah. Mary. Yeah. Um, give Simona Halep fans a reason to believe that she will win. What would have to happen here? She'd have to play with great freedom. Great freedom. Uh, she'd have to return Serena, which. I don't think it's ever been easy for her. You know, she doesn't have the wingspan that some people have. Um, and she, she's going to have to hold. I mean, Serena, on serving and returning, especially today, she, she, there was just, uh, she, she just did not give Streets a chance. And uh, that's what Halep's, Halep's got to hope that her form drops a little bit. I was going to say, does she, does, she actually, does she actually need... Serena to I think kind she of needs have a bad help. day no, I, I think she needs help from Serena Charlie, Charlie Eccles shared with us um, a couple of days ago I think he, his view was that well if Kerber can do it last year yeah. why, why can't Harrop and that sh- surely she'll be watching that match back look I, it's a better Serena this year without question but surely she'll be watching that for, or Daniel Dobre will be watching that final back from last year that's the kind of template is it not can I just say that Darren Cahill has been around an awful lot I know he's not the official coach, <laughs> but boy, is he an unofficial coach. And <laughs> <laughs> when I came up here to, to speak with, with you, they, they were huddling together and they were, I saw them after the match doing the same thing. He was with Virginia. If you're huddling, you're a coach, aren't you? Well, that's is what I mean. That not I, the I mean, he's. Feature? I, I, and I know he's. I, it's a sub rosa type situation, but. He's well, very much... The greatest unofficial I mean, coach ever. Yeah, exactly. Although you might yeah, say Patrick Moritoglu is. We're getting attacked by another one here. Uh, Patrick well, Moritoglu is still its still down as a coaching consultant after all these years. <laughs> mind you, he doesn't seem to mind. Um, so, yeah, he, he, he's obviously going to be giving her some tips. What do we think? 
Has anybody well, I mean, here got Halep winning? They played at the Australian Open earlier this year, and obviously Serena won, but it was a great match. It was really good. And I, I think it was good It was good enough and close enough that Halep will yes. take confidence and, from it. And that was a match where Serena needed the bun. Because, uh, Did she? Yeah, after... It's all about the bun. It's a bun match. Matt has actually gone into the archives I've, and checked I've got my hair in a bun stats. today, folks. Yeah. But it's, not, it's not panned out brilliantly. I let one this... A bee bun. <laughs> But yeah, Hallett won the second set and then Serena put her hair on a bun. And How did you remember this? You're an odd man, Matt. <laughs> I take I'm that sure as a compliment. I'm the, I, I mean it with great... <laughs> Magnificently I, odd. Yes. But um, am I. Hallett's down-the-line shots today were insanely good. Yes. Like She was the one just wrestling control of the rallies, but I don't think she'll be able to do that against... Serena, there's a power imbalance there in terms of from, from the back of the court. It's an interesting point because usually I, and I could be way of base here, but I get the feeling that Serena doesn't bother with tactics, she doesn't bother with opposition research, she just goes out there and says, I'm the best, I'm going to try and do my best. But I uh, felt like today she did. She'd really done a research on Stritzova. I think, I honestly, I give credit to Patrick Murata for for making her more aware of her opponents. He oh, will really? enjoy, enjoy you saying that, Mary. Yeah, no, but I, I, I know. <laughs> I'm sure you will. But, but you think there's a temp... He, he will do a, a good sort of case study and maybe no. put... What would he do? Would he put down sort of a bunch of bullet points? I, I honestly... Do, I don't pretend to know what they're... Mm. How, they, how they go about that coaching process. I think more, more than anything, I agree with Patrick, it's in Serena's hands. I mean, every match, pretty much, that she goes out and plays is in her hands. Yeah. So, I think she'll just keep that in mind and keep it simple. And and, and I think Halep, for her part, has to pretty much do the same thing. She gets inside her own head too much, and that's when things go, do you go think wrong for her. She will handle the nerves of the situation yeah, better than she has against Kerber, against Pliskova at the Australian Open, against Vinci back in the day when she was trying to get the calendar for. Do you think? Or, or do you think that we're just going to have to wait and see on that one? I mean, it, it, what, are you, what are your thoughts? I mean, look, for both of them, for Halep, neither Halep nor Serena has won a title this year. So Wimbledon will be the first title for either one of them. <laughs> so let's digest that a little bit. Um, it's nice to go through a tournament and not lose, which is what Serena is very used to doing. So I think, I mean, I, I give a, a great edge to Serena on this one. I, I really do. I mean, this is... She's been waiting a long time to tie Margaret Court's 24 majors. She's been waiting a long time. You know, since she's become a mother, she hasn't won a tournament. And that's got to... And, and she only seems to care about two-week tournaments any longer, you know. So that puts a lot of pressure on it. But she should go in there feeling very, very good about this one. Very good about this one. I mean, how, but again, if Halep plays with freedom, you know... You know, she says she's having a chill year, which actually bothered me when I first heard her say that. I'm there. Why the hell do you want a chill year? You didn't like her being happy, did you? I don't like a happy Halep. I really don't. That's right. We talked about this at the at the French Open. Is it Halep in particular, or is it anybody being? I don't want anyone to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Matt, you're way too jolly for my liking. Yeah, I don't like pleasant people. At least Catherine's not very happy at the moment. That's not true. I I think you know what I mean. I don't. Absolutely. I mean, she was incredibly frank in response to that. She said, "Yeah, didn't she?" Yes. You said, "Do you think you might be too happy?" And she was like, "Maybe." Yes, I but mean, it's great. I just want her to be hungry. I, if you if you're happy and hungry, then I'm in. You know, I, I think she is hungry for this. I, that's what I. That's because what I'm it's been but, the target all year. Yeah, Matt. there is a shift compared to Roland Garros. As unearthed by Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly forgotten about and then remembered. Yes, just <laughs> in the nick of time. Um, okay, so I think. Uh, just to, just to bring a full stop to this, I feel that this will be the most satisfying of the lot if Serena wins it. Oh, uh, sure. G- given that it would match the record, and as you say, she would have her daughter in yeah. company, and there had been there must have been doubts in her head, even even for her, as to whether it would happen. And she just hasn't been fit, mm. you know. If she is finally fit, you know, and ready to go, and and she wins her twenty fourth at Wimbledon, which she, a tournament she loves. Uh, yeah, it could be a it could be a very special scene. I, I'm I'm and frankly, I'm ready for this whole 24 thing. The mm-hmm. time I want that to be over. You know, there are some storylines that are I'm really tired of. You know, the next gen storyline. Please, it, can it we is, we got to bury it's that. Officially over. It's, that, oh, is, it's, that if has, this if Wimbledon 2019 <laughs> hasn't killed that, 
I, I mean, I, what I mean, has, it's a what narrative can. that just is not holding up. Thirty-two-year-olds right? 30 are the like newest gen in this tournament, <laughs> as things stand. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Robbie Betts. True, true <laughs> yeah. story. Marin Cilic was included in a VT roundup about the next gen by the BBC <laughs> last week. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly. Um, <laughs> but I mean. He sort of, you look at the semi-final lineup, and he sort of is. I mean, he's, you know, lost about 400 years ago, but at the time... Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, right, these blokes. Uh, Roger Federer against Rafael Nadal, 11 years on. Mary, where were you back in the day, I 2008? Was, I was here. I was right here. I was right here watching that thing. It was magnificent. Where does that stand in your list of greatest matches you've seen? Uh, I haven't seen many better. I... I that one, I, everyone compares it against the Borg-McEnroe um, match, which I also thought was pretty pretty good, too. Um, it's right up there. I, I honestly like watching them play on grass more than any other surface. The clay is too predictably Nadal's to win. Uh, the hardcourt matches are great. Some of them are great. The 2017 Australian Open, they were both coming back from injury, from being gone for half a year. So that was kind of fun. The U.S. Open ones don't exist. The U.S. Open ones I have mean, never happened, which is... They're annoyed, aren't they? I mean, they're this all year. sobbing themselves to yeah. sleep, aren't they? This is the year, folks. And, and, they've, this, pl- and they've played a full circuit of the other majors since coming back from injury. And still, we haven't had that U.S. Open one. Yeah, but, but this is the only place where they're head-to-head in majors is, is Rogers. To, you know, it's, he's two and one. On grass, on at Wimbledon against Nadal. You know Otherwise, that, it's ten and three for Rafa. You know that look you described in Serena's eyes yes. earlier, though. If you've not seen that in Rafa's oh, eyes, oh, absolutely, terrifying. Absolutely, and and I genuinely thought Rafa had a great chance to win Wimbledon last year. You that know, match against Djokovic was that is one of the best matches I've ever. I know you you you. The, this pod talks about recency bias. I thought that was an unbelievable. That's one of the best matches I've ever seen. And yeah. the previous match, the Del Potro match, for me was one of that the was best another matches beauty. I'd ever seen. Yeah. yeah. And yet, I walked out of those matches yesterday, and, and my initial reaction is, well, Rafael Nadal is playing the best tennis that I've seen at this year's Wimbledon, yeah. and he's the man who's beaten Nick Kyrgios um, in the second round, which is such a tough draw. That's the only set he's lost. He's dealt with all that. He's beaten Songa. He's beaten everybody else. He's. We were talking about it earlier. I, I was. Uh, he's he, he's been looking like he's been starved for about a week and just suddenly been a given a slab of meat to just feast on. <laughs> and he, he's going out into to court having had his first bite of it. Um, and uh, and he's only allowed to to have the rest after he's won his match. Um, but he does have that carnivorous look to him. Mm. He does. However, you know the Goonies. I, I, you know sloth in the Goonies. I can't say I do, but. Carry on. Sort of really she has been stung by a wasp, <laughs> so you know you can excuse really this. Gentle giant. Um, he spends most of the film chained up, unjustly chained up, and there's a scene at the end, and he's wearing a Superman T-shirt that Correct. doesn't quite fit him mm. for the duration of the. It doesn't quite fit. I mean, he's bursting out of it, and there's this scene at the end where he breaks out of it and does this sort of on the pirate ship gutter on the pirate ship does this gutter. Um, we should have a a rule about guests in the future being Goonies literate because this is, <laughs> this is wonderful yeah. right. um, and it's this guttural roar and that is Rafael Nadal to mm. me this right. fortnight it yes. is sloth breaking the chains and letting out a guttural roar on One-Eyed Willie's pirate ship and I, and I can verify that and yet how do I come off this and yet <laughs> I found myself describing and I can't remember who it was to straight off the court I ended up thinking that Nadal was going to win and then as I started to articulate what I thought was going to happen to my colleague I ended up thinking no Federer's going to win and the reason Federer's going to win is it another hunch no it's not a hunch what is it it's, it, it is, it's the words of Roger Federer which are that I'm going to play grass court tennis mm. you know and Can it's I give you the words of Nadal in a minute False. in a minute <laughs> <laughs> could you repeat sorry False. <laughs> False. <laughs> that is the best moment of Wimbledon 2019. Yeah, no, if, if, if <laughs> was the best moment. Somebody said, well, if Kinnikirios ever really got focused and trained, if, if, if does not exist. That Almost as awesome. good as having it, having it, having it. <laughs> having it, having it. Sorry, please finish your thought. So, I suddenly realised, in Roger Federer's mind, there is no way he can beat Rafael Nadal by playing any rallies whatsoever mm. of any note 
So he just won't. Okay. He will come out and he'll say, you want rallies? You're not having them. I'm going to go for everything. Yes. I'm going to hit out. Do you know what? I don't even care if I lose. But I am going to lose every point on my racket. Really and you're going to have to... Loses, no, but you're going to have to deal with it. And if I start connecting, you're done for. And so you're picking Federer. I'm picking Federer because you're I... picking Federer in four, Mary. From, from the Discuss. second set onwards yesterday, after he played that so-so first set, and Nishikori was brilliant yesterday, I described this backhand that Federer hit... I just I still can't quite get over it the, mm. the purity of the hit and and from then on it was like a switch and I just feel that he's found it okay. right now and he's going to he's going to realize again the old backhand thing from the 2017 Australian Open and then those thrashings he gave Nadal shortly afterwards I think that that is the Federer we're going to see tomorrow I think Nadal is going to fight fire with fire because he knows I saw him in practice today he knows that he can't allow himself to be bullied so they're just going to go out at each other. That's why I think grass is the best surface and for this matchup. And it's going to be a sharp shooter, just, contest. It's, it's a leveler and it's gorgeous. And they're, they can, both of them can pick the ball off the blades like mm. as soon as it's touched. It's really remarkable. I think it's going to be the... I think it could... Tennis level-wise, it could be up there with 08. I think we could be in for something incredible. And, well, I, and I think that point about Federer playing the match on his terms is important because the reason I always think that 08 Wimbledon final is so fascinating is because it's seeing Nadal and Federer, kind of their roles were reversed because we think of Nadal as the fighter, yet he was the one with the two-set lead and it was Federer having to come at him and wrestle the match from him. And I always thought that dynamic in that match was absolutely fascinating. Like you're seeing Nadal trying to protect the lead and Federer come back at him with everything he's got and they just pushed each other to these extraordinary heights. But Federer cannot afford to go down two sets to love tomorrow surely he has to come out and probably win the first set to give himself a chance I agree agree. certainly one of the first two anyway yeah Yeah. I mean they're both better players than they were 11 years ago Hmm. do you you think that Mary? if that is true how great is that? (laughs) (laughs) do you think it's true? I don't it might be there might be I mean uh, I mean look Pat Cash that thinks, might not apply to Federer in a fifth set tomorrow, but exactly. tennis-wise... Exactly. But Pat, Pat Cash thinks that Federer has added more to his game than yeah. he had in 08, because he's had to. And I think Nadal has. Mm. He's, he's got more, he's got more variety. His backhand's better. His, his sort of, he's better at the net. He's, yes. He's when, when all three of them, when Djokovic, I'm including Djokovic, when they all talk about how they know they need to just keep improving, these, they're three of the greatest players of all time, and all they're looking to do is get better. I mean yeah. that is how how much is that to be admired? It's a you know? treat, really. I've read to, that to Rafa witness. knows how he's got to serve a little bigger and he's got to play points a little quicker. That Roger knows he his his bigger his bigger string bed is going to allow him to rip over his backhands more. I was talking to Matt about this before we before this started. I, I was I did the last match with Paul Anacone, uh, who coached Roger for years and you know Paul was when he was playing Nishikori he was going over his backhand returns a lot. And missing some, and Paul just, you know, was wondering why why doesn't he chip his returns and just get some back in? But this is when Nishikori was playing such a good first set. It will be very interesting to, for me to see how he returns Nadal because Nadal is going to be hitting into his backhand. It'll be interesting to see what Roger tries to do in that single department. That, that's that's already interesting me. Yeah, you're right. For a second, Mary, let's get ahead of ourselves because this is probably the only time we'll get you on throughout the fortnight. Let's say David's prediction comes true. Yes. Unlikely. <laughs> Let's envisage a world where David's right for yeah, a right. moment. Um, I got you ice. And <laughs> obviously, obviously, no one is dismissing the challenge of lovely Roberto Bautista Agut, but it's a Federer-Djokovic final. Yes. David thinks Federer, and let's remember, he has never beaten both of them in the same slam. That ever. is nonsensical. Why did I think that? David thinks Federer is winning that. What do you no, think? I, let's, let's, I'm, I'm asking you what's like going to happen in a, in a hypothetical Federer-Djokovic Do you think final? that Djokovic is just going to pick up the pieces here and he's going to deal with Roberto and send him on his way to his stag party? And then he's <laughs> going to... doesn't know what a stag party but, is. And for you American 
listeners, including you, Mary. Yes. Do you know what it is? Of course. You've heard that before. Yes. Well, cool. I've well, not no, been invited them, to one, but I, I know they have They just call them something different, right? Bachelor. The bachelor, bachelor parties, yeah. 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 It's where, where you idiots like get really <laughs> stupid and, and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Usual. Yeah. What, what's, uh, what do they call it in Spain? Una despedida de soltero, which is like a farewell to your... Bit to being single <laughs> sounds so much more civilized. That really does sound good. Suddenly, mm. I don't imagine myself. No one used those words when they were quizzing him about it. No, I wasn't in there press yesterday. He was so confused. I imagine myself enjoying that. <laughs> <laughs> Not the ones I've been on, where I've been responsible for the safety of about yeah. twenty people. Stag and so wait, so is is there anyone sitting the at worst. this table who thinks Djokovic is going to win Wimbledon again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? Well, no, not I thought, you. Well, it can't be you. <laughs> and just how many picks do you get? <laughs> what, what kind of a scam are you operating no, here, right. sir? I d- no, I, d- I don't think it would win with it, but I can imagine a scenario in which it could. <laughs> oh, you can wow. imagine a scenario in which the world number He's one in the mix. who's in the He's semifinals in the wins I, this tournament. I should, should tell you, listeners, <laughs> you that there's a drinking game rule. <laughs> that anybody who mentions the mix has to take a drink, hence <laughs> Mary's, just Mary's just downed it. Boom. <laughs> and because I, th- I prompted it, here <laughs> Okay, I'll let you off the hook here by asking, is Roberto Bautista a good in the mix? No. <laughs> You've got a massive pint there, Catherine. Well, Blimey neck. We said at the start of the week that the mi- no, no, the start of the tournament, the mix was three at Wimbledon. Yeah. And the mix remains And the mix three. remains the three. in the semi-finals and he's still not in the mix. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I've been the rest of this. Which to, to sends a message to the guy that tweeted us saying maybe the mix should be people that can reach the semi-finals which absolutely not when i suggested it we have standards they're low (laughs) but we have them okay so jock what's your view mary is is jokovic going to get his job done tomorrow i I, I can imagine put up his feet yeah i mean that he doesn't have to go through both of them the way that you know rafa or roger does is a huge advantage and and jokovic looks he's been playing some very snappy looking tennis and suddenly he's peaking the way he does yeah yeah, of course he can win this. I think Bautista Agu is a little complicated for him for a couple of sets, maybe. I think the thing about Djokovic is he's so good at kind of shrinking the opponent's side of the court and in sort of making his side of the court appear bigger. But Bautista Agu gives him that sort of linear, repetitive ball, and he's not quite he's not quite so easy to manoeuvre around the court. I think, and I think that gets a little bit in Djokovic's head the relentlessness of the same ball coming forehand. back. He's to got him. the guy's got a huge. Forehand. Yeah, and it's flat. And he's beaten him twice this year, two out of three, it, which is obviously different. I, is he not going to get a touch of the Svitolinas t- tomorrow? <laughs> oh, we've turned no, Svitolina think... into like this curse word. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't no, think Roberto's so. that kind of guy. No. Semi-finals, suddenly, you know, oh my, Ev- look where I am. I think Roberto, every match is the same. with a lot this year. He was, he, he was the guy that had to play Andy Murray in what Tennis yeah. Australia desperately wanted to be his retirement match. Yes. He had to be that guy. Yeah. And he coped with that so brilliantly, so brilliant. I know that's a different thing. He's one of the, I think he's one of the players of the year. I have to say. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, so he's back in he, the mix? No, he's just. What kind of a podcast just, are you running? Yeah, he's, he's just a stand-up guy. No, he's not in the mix. He is on the boat, and I'll drink the rest of it. <laughs> he, he'd Ooh. never made. He'd never made a Slam quarterfinal in twenty-four. Slam appearances. Now he's made a quarterfinal and a semifinal. It's, it's brilliant. Two of his last uh, like I say, I think when we do our end of season silly awards, awards he's going to be right in there. F- for which award specifically? <laughs> Can we just deal with Wimbledon before we get to December? Um, you mentioned the awards, David. <laughs> um, what, what, do you, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? I think Roberto Bautista, bless him, is going to lose. And what yeah. do you think is going to happen in the other one? <sighs> I'll have a rest. Well, I mean, as I keep saying, I just see something in the doll. Look, I picked a Federer-Djokovic final before the tournament. Something's and, changed during the tournament. And ill-advisedly, I picked Federer to win that um, because I was not aware of the, that I hadn't quite come to terms with the fact that Federer had n- never beaten the two of them in one slam, and I very much regret that. Um, something has changed. Mm. Something has changed. I am just. I keep saying it. I'm terrified by the sight of Rafa on the doll this and, tournament. And, and so let's let's pretend that Rafa wins this title and he gets to 19 majors, and now yes. he's just one behind Roger. That he's only two behind Roger is the closest he's ever been. Wow. Yeah. The he, first time he, he won a major, the French, when he was 18, Roger had already won four. 
Right. So okay, so it's it's August 2019. Awesome. Nadal is on 19, and Federer is on 20, and they've never met at the U.S. Open. Oh. Someone's rigging the draw. <laughs> Someone is going to rig that draw. I, I still think they're going to all retire on 20. Imagine that. No, because they'll all keep going until someone's not on 20. That's human. Serena impossible. was asked in her in her flash interview today on Centre Court. I think it was Rishi Passad. Um, you know, he sort of phrased it quite delicately because, you know, asking a woman about her age and all that bollocks. Um, <laughs> you know, you're 37 or whatever. Do I have to put an explicit on this? Note to self, this is explicit. Yeah. Yeah, um, and she's, and you know, what, he said, what motivates you? What motivates you to keep doing this? And she sort of said, why would I not mm. be doing this? I love my this? job, I think is what why she said. Why would I not be doing yeah. this? I love my job. I... This is great. I still do it really well. Mm. I mean, yeah. So, so she, she, if that remains the case, what? That what? Why are any of them going to retire? Well, they're going to get old, aren't they? And they, well, they are old. Um, I didn't say that. Um, old doesn't mean anything anymore. Doesn't really, does it? The framework of of what is retirement age in tennis is just so different. I mean, Barbara Stritzvers said this might be her last year on tour. Right. She's thirty-three. She just reached her first slam semi-final. Peak years. Yeah, she's... You're peaking, Barbora. Blimey. Right, OK, come on, let's get it out on the table. And I want to know who's winning tomorrow out of Nadal and Federer, and I want to know who's in the final. I'm shading towards Nadal. OK. Right, Nadal okay. and Djokovic final. Mary, that's, stand up here. That's she's, my guess. She's, she's on it. I, that's think, I'm, come on. Yeah. I think Nadal right. wins both. Nadal wins Nadal the title. Nadal to win the title. Did you For say the that third the time. the tournament? Yeah, oh. I didn't say it before the tournament. What did you so say then? I said Federer, Federer Djokovic final with Federer to win. All right, so okay. that's interesting. I like the fact that you've you've not gone with this. Oh well, I said before that this would happen, so I suppose I better stay. We've with learned it. a lot you've in actually, the last few weeks. A, you've actually applied <laughs> uh, David, observation. I've, I've been on a real journey <laughs> <laughs> this fortnight. It's been a lot of growth. <laughs> and I you, mean, Matt. What are you thinking, Matt? I think I think Nadal wins tomorrow and Djokovic wins the tournament. Mm. Um, I mean, because can, that's the logical answer, isn't yes. it? Yes, because of what if Djokovic. he gets attacked by this <laughs> monster bee that's on the loose? <laughs> Federer got stung I mean, by a bee once in a match, a, didn't there's he? There's a predator against. I want to oh say he's, he's got bee knowledge. He's <laughs> <laughs> going into the hives. I want to say it was against Bellelli at the Australian Open. What God. just happened? 2015. This is <laughs> what just happened. I'm almost hoping he got that wrong. <laughs> Wait, Bellelli, 2015 Australian Open. Federer won the match. Was there a round that you could <laughs> remember? The round two. What? Oh my good. God, he's a bee correspondent. I think, I think that's... A, I mean, it might have been a wasp. But, oh. but, but I think that's a thing. Um, can, I, can I get soppy for a moment and just say, like, how amazing I think it is that we're getting this match 11 years after that yes. last one. If you think back to how much your life has changed in those last 11 years, yes. like, and the fact that they've been constants throughout it, it's, it is quite something, isn't it? I think I think we talked yesterday about that sort of big three fatigue that we can, that maybe has set in a little bit. But you get an occasion like tomorrow, and you you take it all back in a way because you just think moments like this are there to be treasured. And I'm not fatigued of the big three. I'm fatigued of it being only the big three. Mm. Mm-hmm. To just to yeah, they're holding up their end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, we can't we can't blame any- them. Yeah, they're my, coming up with the goods. My kids had yet to be born. I hadn't joined Twitter. <laughs> I mean, this Instagram, is, there's a Instagram lot of Instagram didn't exist. I saw that today on social media that Instagram yeah. did not exist. Yeah. What were you doing in 2008 when that match took place, Matt? I was watching it. How old were you? Uh, 12. <laughs> 12. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, 12, yeah. Oh, who were you sporting? Uh, Federer. You were? Okay. Yeah. Fascinating. No. That was the year of so the first ever Whitaker Christmas, which is what we call Wimbledon men's final day. Yeah. Um, you won't be having Whitaker Christmas this year, will yeah, you? Yeah, barbecue. No Whitaker Christmas because I'll be attempting to broadcast with a swollen bottom lip. <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on Eurosport, pre- pre- presenting their live coverage <laughs> whilst being they attacked. They haven't heard about recent bees. developments. I might get 
dropped. No, it's, it's fine. <laughs> this is a face for there's, radio. There's at least two days to go. We're all right. Um, and uh, yeah, we were t- the, the final note. We were talking about style, stylistic matches mm. earlier on. Yes. Which, which I I love the idea. I could do. We could do podcast full yes. of that. Um, what comes to mind for me? Well, obviously, Chrissy Martina, Bjorn, and John. Uh, Agassi and Sampras, and I think that's why people are besotted with Federer and Nadal. Yeah, and and again, not on clay, because that's a foregone conclusion. And especially now that Federer has figured that's out exactly some things right. he can do. That's, that's exactly right. They've both made each other so much better, mm. and they they have to divine from their past matches what's going to work and what's not, and and they they're both going to try to come up with, you know, magic. Because mm. in magic. Because in the past we were saying, Mary, weren't we, that as as stylistically interesting as the matchup has been, it's also been frustrating because Federer was never able to get over the backhand issue, Correct. and the dog just beat him with it every single time. And it was, but since he's gone to that bigger head, he's mm. he's found something, and now it's such an interesting contrast of styles. Yes. If somebody offered Roger Federer this Wimbledon a choice between a guaranteed this Wimbledon or Olympic golds in Tokyo next year... Mm. We were discussing this as what well. What would he take? Guaranteed gold next year? Yeah. Or guaranteed this Wimbledon? I think he'd go gold. With his Uniqlo contract? <laughs> yeah. His Japanese contract worth $300 million? Or... No, I, I think... I, I think I, I know what Uniqlo would go with. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. You know, he won gold... When he got, won gold in Beijing, I was in Beijing when he won gold uh, in doubles with Vavrinka. I don't know that I've ever seen him as happy as he was. And, and Nadal, by the way, was the same thing in, when he won the doubles in Rio with Mark Lopez. I mean, it meant the world to those guys. So yeah. gold, in, gold in singles would mean a lot to him. I mean, Andy's won it twice, right? He's got two Olympic golds. Showing off. Yeah. But no, I think, I think Roger... I, I still think Wimbledon. I, I, I think he was. He's guaranteed. I mean, famous last words. Only got one more shot at Olympic gold. That's Singles right. gold. Well, that's what's going to make the Olympics so great next year. It oh. will be the last Olympics for Serena, for Nadal, for Roger, for for so many players. Right? Do, do you know, Venus wants to hang on and get a ranking up high enough so she can play one last Olympics. Weren't we all saying that about the Rio Olympics? Well, yeah, but just, I mean, come, there are limits. Yeah, yeah there but, are. But, but do you know, I mean, after the 2007 Wimbledon final, I interviewed Roger Federer straight afterwards for BBC Radio and I asked him, is your target to try to see if you can keep playing till the 2012 Olympics? Mm. <laughs> the 2012 Olympics? <laughs> I genuinely asked wow. that question. And he said, do you know, I haven't thought about it like that because... I'd quite like to be one of those players like Connors that plays till like nearly 40. And that's something he said in that Financial Times interview um, pre-tournament here that was really interesting that I think he said in 2004 or Mm. was it five? Four, I think. Four, which was, I mean, when he was at his absolute, you know, just everyone else might as well just not show up the peak. He was already thinking about longevity and extending his career into his mid to late 30s at that stage which thing, is thing just is, though, extraordinary I yeah. did not believe him when he said that I thought I thought well I mean I might have believed him but I just thought you're talking nonsense because nobody <laughs> plays that old apart from Connors who we know is a bit you know old I mean he's not but you know what he's like he's a glutton for punishment he's Jimmy Connors and he just couldn't give it up but I just thought Roger Federer's not going to do that he'll want to have some flourishing end and then go on some lap of honour for a year um, and, he, I, and I assumed it would happen after the after 2012 Roger loves being Roger Federer oh and well why I, not? I mean that's what I've discovered he is, loves being Roger but Federer but I thought his body would break I didn't think yeah. that this I mean this did not look doable but he, you watch him play and you watch how how not, there's not one muscle system in his body that contradicts another, you know? It's oh. not fighting another. There's, what right? a description. Did no, you, s- you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. Did you see it the Love other it. day when Matteo Bertini fell over and yes. Federer lost? <laughs> <laughs> he was really was enjoying being Roger Federer in that moment. That was That's one of I the mean. moments of the tournament. And <laughs> Federer's kids were laughing. <laughs> not even Bertini. And the thing is, Bertini didn't even mind. No. <laughs> he was all right with it. No, That's exactly. That's the problem, though. You've got to mind Matteo <laughs> well, and the rest of Berrettini, you. Bertini, who posted on Instagram just before we started, saying Roger's made me change career with his... Uh, he's done some fashion shoot. Yeah. He's, he's, he's making jokes about losing the, the fastest ever fourth round at Wimbledon in the men's. Yeah. 
Yeah, you've got to stop making jokes when you lose, lads. Uh, you've got to be really irritated you've by it. Exactly. You cannot be Steph- happy. You've got to no. be Stephanus. <laughs> I've learned this. In, exactly. in the lobby of the McCure Paris Boulogne. Yes, you have. Looking like you're in utter despair. Woebegone. You have. Forlorn. Just, mm. just gut it. Yes. Or you've got to show the sort of courage that Catherine Whitaker has showed throughout <laughs> exactly. this podcast. To we salute you, Catherine. An extra beer long is, podcast beer as well. Is a wonderful thing. To yeah. have a proper injury. I feel like this makes me boat worthy. I That's do too. I would take I, you on my boat any day of the week. So would I. <laughs> yes. And, you know, she's For ballast. Got if the guys aren't the skippers, so. <laughs> and. I'm not sure I covered myself in glory the one time I was crew. Your f- no, but this is this is a changing moment. This your this your father is going to see you in a new light after this. Yes. I'm telling you. Uh, so well done, Catherine. Well done, Matt on B stats because I'm oh. still just agog. How is that possible? He's actually got stats fresh out of his mind without any preparation oh about the last I... time Roger Federer got stung by a bee. Are we going to be hearing that in both your commentaries tomorrow? Oh yeah, for sure. And and Mary, I just want to, I know I have had a, one beer. I just want to say <laughs> what a treat it is for us to have you on the podcast. I, I love your podcast. And, it's uh, a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. It's, it really is lovely for us. Um, enjoy the next few days. Uh, we'll try to do this all again uh, for the rest of this week. We'll try to have Mary on if we can at the US Open and uh, thanks to all of you for listening to us because uh, we're having a, a great time <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason you you sort of pitch in and help fund our beers <laughs> around the picnic table which is just magnificent uh, we're executive produced by tennisballs.com we are uh, we have a mascot that is Rio with a Y uh, we are brought to you in association with the Telegraph and we'll be back again tomorrow after Federer against Nadal 